That's what I have the privilege of doing every single day, is being a part of a wonderful ministry that is impacting lives all over the world. I work at Convoy of Hope, and I work in the outreach department. This was specifically geared towards outreach, um, but we work all over the world in many different ways. You're going to hear more about that. Uh, Every day I'm hearing stories of transformation in the lives of people here in America and Central America, Philippines, Africa, everywhere. Lives are being changed And it's really exciting to be a part of that. I want to share some stories with you. I want to share about what we do just real quickly um, so you guys can have just a better understanding about uh, who Convoy of Hope is. We're located right here in Springfield. We're an international ministry um, based right here in our own backyard. And um, we have the privilege of serving and ministering to people all across the world. Uh, Hope starts here. That's our campaign for the outreach. Um, Just to share with you a little bit about outreach, what I get to do, uh, we are on a 50-state tour right now. We're traveling over the next couple of years to be in every single state in America because the need is everywhere. It's not just in the projects of the city. It's rural America. It's everywhere from Alaska to Hawaii. We were, in fact, in Hawaii last year. The poverty is just incredible there. We were in Kansas City about a month ago, and in the prayer tent we had a volunteer. He was probably late 20s, early 30s. Um, When he was 12 years old, um, he had been playing with matches and uh, accidentally burned down his parents' home. And in the process, his uh, baby sister was killed in the fire. He grew up. Eventually, his mom abandoned him, disowned him, and somehow came to know Christ along the way. And he was at our Kansas City outreach serving in the prayer tent, praying for people, praying for the guests as they came in. Uh, He had stepped out for a moment to use the restroom, but on his way out was stopped by one of the volunteers. And he was asked, can you please pray for this family? They're looking for somebody to pray with. And he was like, of course. Well, he sat down with this family. It was parents and a young boy, about eight years old. And they started telling their story. They said, we need help. We need your prayers. You might not understand this. You probably won't understand this. But our eight-year-old son was playing with matches and burned down our home. And in the process, our daughter was killed. And our volunteer was able to say, actually, I know exactly what you're going through. It's not a coincidence that these two people connected. God had a plan and has a plan for every single person that comes to these outreaches. Um, That volunteer was able to minister to the family. He was able to give them hope and say, you can make it through this. And not only was he able to minister to a family, but later in the day, he actually ran into his mom, who had left him at a young age. She had come to the outreach as a guest. He ran into her, and he was able to reconnect with this mom. That's just one story of transformation at the outreach. We do lots of different ministry all across the world. We do community outreaches, as I've just mentioned. We're, um, like I said, hoping to be in every state within the next couple of years to bring hope um, through, we provide groceries, free haircuts, everything is free. Uh, family portraits, some families have never had a family portrait before. We take it for granted, but there's so many families who don't even have that memory to that, that was captured. It's uh, partnering with the National Breast Cancer Foundation to help women um, be proactive 
in detecting cancer. It's providing free shoes, clothing, job fair. We want to provide hope through the tangible ways. We talked earlier about faith versus works and works being an outflow of our faith. Well, that's what that is. We're loving people um, through tangible resources. We also serve through disaster response. Uh, Joplin was a big response for us, and we were able to be on the scene immediately. And over two years later, we're still there. We are currently building our um, 11th and 12th home in Joplin. We didn't come in and we didn't leave. We stayed through the rebuilding process. We were able to respond to Sandy and to Moore. We were on the ground before Moore even was struck by the tornado. So we are still serving there. We um, bring hope to people who've lost everything. It's not just the impoverished, but it's people who maybe were very well off, but in one moment lose everything. And I've never been to that rock bottom moment. We're able to be there to minister to them and help them rebuild their lives. We also serve through agricultural initiatives. We have a guy on staff, doctor, very well uh, informed. He's able to go to Haiti and work with our farmers. Last year alone, he taught 2,000 farmers how to better farm their crops. Um, And as a result, they are producing more crops than they've ever produced. They're making more money than they've ever made. And they're actually now able to send all their to send their children to school, which they've never been able to do before. Something as simple as teaching somebody how to properly farm their land can really uh, change that life and that family's life for generations to come. Because it's not just giving them something in the moment, it's teaching them how to do it. We also have children's feeding initiatives. We feed over 125,000 children every day all across the world. We do that in eight separate countries, um, which I will mention in a little bit. But um, we're able to feed the children through school and through programs. So these children, they're coming, they're getting a free meal. A lot of these children, um, it could be their only meal of the day because it's we these programs in some of the poorest parts in the world. Um, there's one story of a 12-year-old little boy. I'm not even going to attempt to say his name, but... A little boy uh, in Nicaragua, he was literally eating out of the dump every day. The only food that he had to eat was what he found in the trash dump. Very dangerous. He was, in fact, getting um, food poisoning and getting very sick, but he didn't know what else to do because there was no other food. Well, he started coming to our children's feeding program, and he started receiving that healthy, nutritious meal. It's not just a meal. It's very nutritious. It has the vitamins and nutrients that they need. And that helps him to focus in school. When you are well-fed, you're able to pay attention in school. Therefore, you're learning. You're absorbing more. And these students are not only receiving that meal every day, they are able to stay more focused in school and to learn and to live healthy lives. Families are being transformed all over the world because of these children's feeding programs where they're also being introduced to Christ. Everything we do, we do it in the name of Christ. Um, And then lastly, we have a new initiative called Women's Empowerment. Um, It started in Africa, in Ethiopia. We're now expanding uh, because it's been so successful. But it was a small initiative where we just wanted to teach some women how to... um, 
have a business, how to take care of their finances and provide them with some seed capital. And uh, we're going to show you a video right now that will tell that story better than I could. empower women to live financially independent lives. Most of these women have um, come from a really unfortunate financial background where they're making less than $15 per month. So this program is really to help them come out of poverty, to teach them the appropriate job skills and provide them with the right seed capital so that they can start their own businesses and make money for their families. In this program, we really seek to impact the poorest of the poor. The ladies are invited in, and what they do is they first receive a technical type of training where they learn basic financial practices, things as basic as saving money, even how to write numbers on a page, a lot of them are illiterate. The ones that, that come to their classes, that come to their training, that really engage, will move on to a second round of the program, which is um, the provision of seed capital. So what happens is um, the women come for practical training. They come and they learn a job skill. They learn how to make fast food. They learn how to sew. They learn how to raise chickens. We have one woman um, we visited today who she started a restaurant and she's opened a second restaurant. She's employing other women in the community and she doesn't have to worry anymore. She um, has the means to provide for her family. My name is Sanayt Sisai and this is my own restaurant. Earlier, I didn't have any job, but even though I, there is a need, uh, I didn't have the capital to start. So once I get into this project, this project provided me the startup equipment and I started the business. They don't only provide us the equipment, but they support us in the technical, so technical support and emotional also support. Being a poor woman, it's like being an empty woman, empty life. But now I can afford for my children's school fee. I can afford for my own, even I support my own families. This is not a situation where we're going in and doing a food distribution, but we're really teaching and training women to make their own money so that they can continue to feed their children, even after Convoy of Hope is gone. It's amazing. It's every mother's dream. It's not even just Ethiopia. It's every mother's dream and everyone can relate to that. You heard about Sonia. She didn't have a job. She was poor. Felt empty. And through the program that Convoy of Hope offered her, she was able to open her own restaurant, open a second one, and employ other women in the community. That's transformation. And she was given that hope. All she needed was some encouragement, somebody to believe in her. And what we really desire to do is to bring hope to people who have no hope. Even that little bit of hope can sustain them for so much longer um, and keeps them going. We want to let them know that they're not alone in this. Um, this Actually, this community, a lot of the women, uh, the men actually marry multiple women. And 
they will get rid of the ones. When he dies, the one that's not the favored wife will often be left poor with no resources. So a lot of the women who come into our program are women who were abandoned and didn't have anything. And now they're being given practical skills and the finances and resources necessary to start their own business. It's exciting what we get to do. Convoy of Hope um, has been around since 1994. And since 1994, we have been able to serve over 56 million people across the world. Um, and it, it's going to keep going. I mean, we really want to touch lives as much as we can. This afternoon, we have an opportunity to partner with Convoy of Hope to bring hope to people all across the world. I do work for them. Um, I can vouch with, uh, for their integrity, for their financial stewardship. Um, Angela, she's like, make sure you tell them this. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, um, no more than 10% of our uh, donations go to administration. So most of the money that comes in does go right into the programs to minister to these people. Um, the money that people do so generously give, we're able to take $1 and turn it into $7 with the partners, the resources that we have. Um, and, but we couldn't do it without um, our, those who give. We couldn't do it without the donors. Um, Convoy of Hope really runs because of everyday people who just give what they can, um, and we're able to help people like Sonia start a business and provide for her family. We're able to teach farmers in Haiti how to fa properly farm. We're able to bring groceries um, to a family in rural America. Um, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard at outreaches where somebody was going to kill themselves that day. But because God brought them to a Convoy of Hope outreach, just it just so happened God brought them there. It wasn't planned. They decided to, to, they made a choice to live. Or somebody was considering abortion and they decided to keep their baby. Or a couple was contemplating divorce, but they decided to um, work on their marriage. We have an opportunity this afternoon to partner with Convoy of Hope and to bring hope to people like Sonia and like the people that we serve. Uh, you're going to see on your table this envelope that says Kindness Matters. We've actually launched a new program, and I'm excited to tell you that you guys are the first women who have the opportunity to be a part of this awesome program. It's called Kindness Matters. We recognize that showing kindness financially is a sacrifice. Things aren't the greatest in our economy. It's a sacrifice to give. But um, it's that kindness that touches people's lives. So we have what we call Kindness Matters, and... You've noticed that I've been wearing this bracelet all day, and what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to give each row um, one of our kindness matters, and if you could just pass it down. Each and every one of these beads was handcrafted by Brighton Collection. Some of you might know Brighton. It's a very reputable, well-known jewelry company. Their jewelry is very, it's solid, sterling silver, does not tarnish, just a great company, and they've partner with Convoy of Hope, and they have custom-made a bead for every country that we serve in. I will let you know the countries we currently serve in, so you'll have a bead that represents each country, Ethiopia, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras, Tanzania, Haiti, Kenya, and the Philippines. 
each bead handcrafted by Brighton. And in the kindness program, if you make a commitment, a $32 monthly commitment, Brighton and Convoy of Hope will send you one bead every quarter. Um, and then at the end of two years, you would actually have a complete set. One, the last bead's also a Convoy of Hope bead. So what we would like to offer this afternoon is an opportunity to partner with Convoy of Hope through the Kindness Matters campaign. We're really excited about this. This money is going to go to all of our initiatives, not just one. It's going to go all across the board. And so for $32 a month, you would get a bead, and then eventually you'll have a complete set. You can make it into a bracelet, into a necklace. It's really exciting. Um, we also are going to offer the opportunity that if you can't make that financial commitment, we understand. Um, we'll, if you would just like to give a one-time gift today, we would be happy to uh, partner with you in that way as well. So you'll see this envelope. We're just going to take a couple minutes. Um, if you um, would like to give, you can fill out this envelope. On the back, you can... If you're going to give to the Kindness Matter campaign, if you could just put $32 a month on there just to signify to us that that's what you would like to do. There's also a credit card information on the flap. Um, if you could fill that out, that way that will come out every month. Or if you would like to just make the one-time gift, you can just indicate that on the envelope. We thank you so much just as a representative from Convoy of Hope for just uh, partnering with us. We really couldn't do what we do without people just giving sacrificially. So we'll just take a couple minutes and then I'll collect here in a few moments. 